today expecting a blessing and you heard that operatory music and you heard brother steve saying you better have received that blessing if you didn't you missed it you don't want to miss something that great that was great both for the piano and for brother steve both it did good glad to see you're here you are here today uh i apologize you have to put up with me for another week but Brother Dennis is supposed to be back next week, so uh, you'll be in for a treat next week as I'm sure he's going to be sharing some of uh, uh, the trip that he had. And if you haven't been keeping up with it on, on Facebook, uh, you can go on there and see some of the pictures that he is posting. Of, uh, uh, he has posted because now they're on the way back, so he's not posting new pictures unless they're posting some from the airport. I'm not sure. But anyway, we'll be looking forward to him coming. Our prayers are that he'll have a good uh, that they will have a good safe trip back and uh, the Lord will watch over them and bring them back to us next week and uh, in all full ready to go and ready to, to lead us. But in the meanwhile, if you've got your Bible, turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And I'm going to flip my page over here and go to it myself. Uh, Paul wrote the book of Galatians. You know, the church at Galatians Christian experience began with, with faith, and it was they were content with this voyage of faith, and it set a new course for them, but somewhere along the line, they had kind of moved from faith to towards works and towards the law, and Paul decided he needed to write the church uh, to Christians there, the churches in Galatia. Uh, the title of this uh, book is Post-Galatus, which means for the Galatians. And uh, he was trying to help set them straight to remember where they come from, the, the liberty that they enjoy in Christ, and to remember that the liberty that they have is not a legal license to do what they wanted to do. It was the liberty to follow Christ in obedience. And so that's the, the, the thrust of the book as, as a whole. But then as we go to chapter 6, I wanted to read beginning with verse 1, read through verse 10. And then uh, I wanted to share with you some thoughts of this new year. Uh, so let me begin with re reading with chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, and I'm reading from the New King James, so if yours is a little different, the wording is going to be a little bit off, but they're going to, the same thrust is going to be there. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, resource such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Whew. That's pretty good. Bear one another's burdens. Now that's a good thought. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Whoa, what words. But let each, of one, each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who taught the word share in all good things, who is taught the word, share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he shall also reap. For he sows to his flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. 
And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season he shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Bless us, Father, today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is that time of year that a lot of businesses, or most businesses probably, are taking inventory. And that came to my thoughts this week as I was, uh, had a visit with my uh, brother and sister-in-law. And, of course, she manages uh, a PX or BX or whatever the Air Force calls it over at uh, uh, Patrick. Uh, she's the manager over there, and she was talking about dreading this week coming up because it was inventory time. Well, you know, just about every business of some kind or another must take inventory to determine what materials, what products they have in stock. They use this process to check the health of their business, to see where they stand as they close one year and as they begin another year, not to mention in preparing their taxes. They've got to have this inventory, the, the, the balance sheet and the, the income statement and the profit and loss. All this has got to be put in there together be considered. And their closing inventory is the beginning inventory for the next year. I'm not going to expand on all that just yet because we're going to go back to that. But, you know, this... The, this time of year is a good time for us to be reminded as businesses are doing inventory. Why are we as Christians, should we not be doing an inventory, a spiritual inventory? It's a good time that we do that. You see, as we take spiritual inventory, we get to check and take stock on our spiritual health just as a business takes inventory to see how their business health is. So I wanted to suggest three steps in taking a spiritual inventory. Step one, I think it was in your outline was printed in the part of your bulletin there. Step one is revisit where you have been and what you have been through. You know, a, a company does inventory and say they take all the inventory from, remember now the closing of this year is the beginning of next year. So last year when they closed, the beginning inventory for this past year, and then they inventory now, and they see what they've been through. What is the health? How good are we? Where do we stand? What does it look like? What all have we done? Was there a profit? Was there a loss? Was there things that, you know, and we, they start looking at how they did last year. We are just curious. We as Christians are told, don't look back. Forget the past. Always look forward. Don't look back. Now, while that may have some merit, I think we as Christians should look back. We need to look back from, to the rock from whence we were hewn. Look back at where we were in, before we became a Christian. And look back and see what God has done for us through, the, through the, our Christian life. But then look at this past year and, and what we as Christians have been through and what we have gone through. And, and to get a true picture of our spiritual health, we should look back and, and look at God's act of love that's been shown to us. We just come out of the Christmas season. We should look back at the, the love God's shown when He became one of us. 
And we look forward here to, to Easter, or we look back to Easter behind us, and see the depth of God's love. Not only did He love us to become one of us, but He loved us so much that He died for us. What greater love could God show than that? To become one of us and then to die for us. That depth of that love. And we need to see afresh what we owe Him for all the blessings that He's done. To love us that much. And look back and reflect on our spiritual life. Our successes that we experienced. Okay. Our failures. Those times when we fell so short, the failures that we ran into. Our strengths and our weaknesses. Now, we don't like to admit our weaknesses. You know, when I was pastoring, and when I was getting ready to move to another church, and I was, you know, going into the interview process, you know the one question that, uh, that I, I, I disliked the most was, what is your weaknesses? You know, what's your strength? Okay, you know, I, you know, what's your weakness? You know, that's a hard thing to think about. What weaknesses do we have this past year? As we revisit the past year, we'll see times when God was, a very, was very much a part of our experiences. He was, he was there when He was with us. He was close to us. We felt a fire in our heart. We felt a, a joy in our service because of our faith and our confidence. But as we also look back over the past year and take an inventory, our spiritual inventory, there may have been times when it seemed God wasn't quite as close as we would like to have been. It seemed like He wasn't there, but He was. Our fire felt dim. The warmth had gone out. Maybe in some cases, fire was so low that even the embers weren't hot just ashes it seemed maybe there was a lot of you know there's still a lot of activity going on but there was no zeal we might even have felt a little despair and discouragement so maybe in taking our spiritual inventory looking back we we we, we take stock we realize a lot of the times that we failed was because we were trying to do everything on our own. We were depending too much on ourselves, upon our own strengths, on our own abilities. And when we look back over our spiritual life, some of the failures that we experience is because we didn't allow God into the experience. We tried to do it ourselves. You know, whenever we do it ourselves. We're going to fail. It says, without me, you can do nothing. You remember that passage of scripture? Well, without me, you can do nothing. Sometimes we need to remember. Look back. Revisit your spiritual life last year. Look where you came through, what all you came through. Look when God was there with you. And, and take this as a, as a way to boost our faith and our confidence in him. So look back, revisit. Step number two, very simple. As you look back, take stock in where you are. You know, when a company does inventory, they look back at all that they did last year, and they look around, where are we at? This is where we are. Are we happy with what we are? 
Are we happy with it? You know, if it was a bad year, what do we need to do to do better? So not only to, to see where you are, but to see where you want to be. As we as Christians, we continue to take an inventory. And we hear, I think it was chapter 51 of Isaiah, when Isaiah says, Awake, awake, put on strength. Even in his distress, in his failures, in his loss of hope, the prophet still looked to God to renew him. This is what you and I do as the first step in seeing where we are. What do we need to do to improve? What would we like to do? What, would we like to be better Christians? Would we like to, you know, and we start taking, we take the inventory of the past and then we see where we are. Are we healthy? Do we count our blessings? You know, I was thinking of this this week. To take stock of everything we have and look at all of our blessings and everything that God has given us. But don't forget the God who gave it. Make sure he's in that thought. And take inventory. List everything you count. There's a song, and I'm sure you remember it. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. That's a good thought. To sit down and think. And Brother Dennis likes to give us homework. Okay, so I'm going to just throw this out then. You want some homework? Go home and sit down and count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you to see what God hath done. See where you could improve in your commitment. We all can improve. We can all be a better Christian than we were last year. We can all be more committed than we were last year. And so as we look back at last year and we see where we are now, and then start planning, or this is what I want to do for the future, and we'll move into that one in just a minute. But at this point, we start deciding, what do I want to be? A company or a business says, all right, this is where we are. What, where do we want to be at the end of next year? Where do we want to be five years from now? And so they start making those plans out. We call them re resolutions. On January the 1st, and we laugh. On January the 1st, we make New Year's resolutions. On January the 2nd, we've done forgot all of them and broke them. You know, Take a spiritual inventory and then make vows to God. Lord, I need to be better. Better church member, better Christian, better husband, better wife, better fam parent, better children. You know, and start to decide what we want to do and where we want to go. Are you content with where you are right now? Well, take spiritual inventory of this past year first before you answer that. And then, then honest and be honest with yourself. It says God's not mocked. <laughs> Don't deceive yourself in the scripture we just read. But take the inventory. Are you content? But I'll give you a better question. Is God content with where you are? Think about that now. Lord, show me what you see through your eyes and then take spiritual inventory list everything and be and see what you need to do 
A company does that. And then the third step, simple. Focus on where you want to be and how you're going to get there. Companies take inventory to find out their health of the company or the business. Then they see where they are and where they were they content with last year, where they were was it different? Uh, there's an old, old saying, don't do the same thing the same way all the time and expect different results. You're going to get the same results if you do it just like you always did. So what do we need to do? How do we, how, this, if this is where we want to be next year, then what have we got to do between starting today so that when the end of 2024 gets here, I keep wanting to say 2023, I haven't got out of that mode yet. At the end of 2024, we don't want to be where we are now. We want to be here. So what have we got to do step by step in that process? And they map it out. Well, we begin looking forward with confidence, with hope, with a new commitment. Those who are called of faith are, are called to commit themselves anew to God. I want to use a good Baptist word. Rededicate. We should rededicate ourselves every time we take spiritual inventory. And Lord, I want to rededicate my life to do better next year. The scripture says, abide in me and I will abide in you for apart from me you can do nothing. Remember that? I just mentioned it a while ago. This is what we commit ourselves to, to remain in him and to remain in his word, to rededicate ourselves, to open our lives and allow him, allow the Father Allow God to channel his limitless, boundless grace to us, but not just to us, but through us to others. Let him channel his blessings through us that we can be a blessing to someone else. That's what we need to do. Through us and to us to help bear one another. To help uplift one another. We live in a time where so many people today are terrified. The economy and you just keep going on. They're afraid. They're distressed. They're doubting. Is it going to be any better this year? Is the economy going to get better? Is the housing market going to get better? The jobs are going to get better? Are taxes going to go up? You know, we're living in a fearful time, it seems. Everybody's afraid. Sometimes we're that we live our spiritual life that way. We're distressed. We're filled with doubt. Because a lot of those folks do not know God is a part of their life, as a part of a life, which we do. As Christians, we have him. They haven't counted God in their inventory, and that's the first step in our inventory taking is to make sure that God is in our inventory. He's there. Count your many blessings. You know, we've seen his love. We've experienced his forgiveness. Surely we won't be among those who leave him out of everything and forget him. Yet many will. There's an Old Testament passage of scripture you'll remember. When Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And they went out, and they went out on this little peninsula. And when they got there, 
the Red Sea was there. But behind them came an army, the Egyptian army. People were fussing at Moses. Why'd you bring us out here? You know, we should have been, we'd stayed back there serving Pharaoh. We'd be okay, but you're out here. And, you, and he's, they're fussing at, at Moses. And so Moses turns to God and listen to what God said. Why do you cry to me? Tell the people to go forward. Now, he told them to go forward before the sea was divided. Go forward. Now, Moses, now lift your stick, your rod, and the, sea, the Red Sea divided, and they went across. But they were told to go forward, not to go back, not to retrace their steps, not to give in to the past, but to go forward and move forward. Go forward in the strength that he gives us. Go forward in his promises. That's what you and I should do. We take inventory. We look back to see his love. We see his promises. We see his unlimited store of blessings and <clears throat> focus on how forward we are going to go. Go forward with confidence, with faith, with hope. Well, now I've got you to take inventory. That's spiritual inventory to check your spiritual health. But I want us to move to the second passage of Scripture that we had that I called your attention to. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're going to move into another time of, of inventory taken. And as we're turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and the deacons will come forward to the front here as we go and enter into the time of observance of the Lord's Supper. And as they come forward and as you're turning, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, go down to verse 23. Very familiar passage of scripture, but listen to what they say. For I received, unto, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. Now Paul was writing that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me and in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat the bread and to drink the cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes now listen therefore Whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. Take an inventory. Let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and, of the, and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. But we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. As we continue, we look at the spiritual inventory that we take, vows that we solemnly took when we became a Christian. When we accepted the Lord as our Savior, we took a vow and, and an obligation to him that we assumed. And this ordinance of the Lord's Supper is, is just a simple, simple symbol of his sacrificial sacri service 
It is embedded deep in our hearts. has been for years. It's passed on from lip to lip, ear to ear, word for, to word, hand to hand, from one generation to another generation through ceaseless ages. A simple symbol. And when you look about you, you see the lives that have been changed, homes that have been blessed, souls that have been saved. And again, it's so easy for us to forget. But this simple service is a reminder. It was established by Christ himself as a definitive view to prevent us from forgetting about him and his sacrifice. This do in remembrance to me. Before we partake of the Lord's Supper, then we are told to take inventory, to examine ourselves. We examine ourselves not to withhold from taking it, but he says to examine ourselves, and so then let him eat the bread and drink the it's, it's an inventory. Jesus was God's standard. And when we measure ourselves, we don't measure ourselves to our standard. I don't want to be, I don't want the world to be like me. I don't want my standards to be my standards. I want to be judged by the standards of Jesus Christ. And when God looks at me, he looks at me through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through the atonement of Jesus Christ, through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Because I'm going to tell you, I fall short if it's on me. And so would you. So we examine ourselves. We take inventory. We see where we are. It's not designed to produce guilt. It's not designed to, to awaken a consciousness of wrongdoing. What enters in our mind that God has atoned us through Jesus Christ. He has forgiven all wrong. And then we move forward again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And now as we move to observe the Lord's Supper, the deacons will 